Hello, Terri-Anne. Hello, everybody. Hello, Eloise. So you've got a couple of things going today. Um, yeah. We're going Hi, to try. Yeah, we're talking to everyone in podcast land, and we're going to see if we can also get a video up. It's just going to be of me, but you'll hear Eloise's voice. Yeah. So we're going to change things around today. Eloise and I have been looking at, you know, feedback and uh, people actually preferred when we were talking uh, for an hour. So we might have to build up again to an hour, but at this point we'll see how that pans out. Right, Eloise? Yeah, well, we'll just go with the energy of it. And it just feels like things have stagnated a bit. So we need some excitement. We need some excitement, <laughs> right. Well, we both do so many things, right? Yeah. So with all the things that we do, um, something actually builds up, like an energy builds up in one area, and then it goes down in another one. And then we go, okay, let's stimulate something. So um, yes, I'm on with, uh, my name's Terry Ann Nikitas. I'm on with Eloise Ansel. Uh, our pod, our podcast is Dose of Truth Tarot. Uh, so those of you listening on the podcast, that's fine. But those of you watching on YouTube or Instagram, uh, you're just going to obviously get to know that we have Dose of Truth uh, Tarot podcast. Um, we also have tarot courses going on. There's a lot of activities. So you could join us on Instagram. Uh, join the podcast, whatever you'd like to do, or even watch on YouTube. So Eloise and I were just considering what we'd like to do today. So we were thinking of just talking about one card. Um, also inviting all of you to, you know, write in, just um, write to us wherever you find us. The, the website is Dose of Truth dot uh, com right oh, and, yeah so you know just find us you just put dose of truth tarot in and you'll find us on instagram or you can and, send us and, an email uh, info email us tarot.com yeah. mm -hmm. you can do that and it'd be great if you can like and share our podcasts and videos that would be great Look yeah leave us a review <laughs> Look for our upcoming courses and classes. Um, they'll be starting again next year. Right now, we're closed yeah. for the year. But yeah, but you year... can go to our website, doseoftruthtarot.com. You can actually leave your email address and we'll be in touch. when. Exactly. Great. Um, that's perfect, right? So today we're switching up the energy so I'm a little bit oh what are we gonna do what are we gonna do so people have asked us um, you know what usually what happens when we're learning tarot uh, the biggest struggle an individual has is um, usually projecting into the card what they need they want to know right so they'll put a reading out and they, you could either get um, a little bit discombobulated, let's say. You, you look at it and go, I don't know if it's a yes or a no. I don't know what that actually means. So we're just going to look at um, something simple to do. First of all is, you, you know, you want to get to know 
your cards. That's really important to get to know them. So, um, or if you don't know them, you can use your little booklet, right? But most people, I've had uh, so many experiences, especially when, you know, in the old days, people would call you up on the phone to make an appointment. It wasn't so much online. And they would say, I would like uh, you to give me a tarot reading because for free because it's free online. So I'd say, well, <laughs> I don't need to, to, you know, do that. I could just go and take a bath and you can go online and get your free tarot reading. Uh, I can't tell you how many times this happened. I'd say, I'm not doing your reading. If you get it for free, go get it for free online. Go have some fun. And inevitably, you know, a day later, a few days later, a week later, oh, I went online and I, I did the reading, but I don't understand what it means. It's like, well, yeah, that's what I charge for is, is my expertise, my understanding, um, the way the way I put together uh, the the cards themselves and the reading and what that means to you, and how that you know will play itself out. So there's there's a couple of paradoxes that happen when when you start to read cards. One of the things is people will ask questions about the future, and of course, we cannot read the future. Mm. You know, maybe you can read what's going to happen two or three days before it happens, but usually you can't. You can't. It's all it's all probability. There are just too many variables to be able to figure out what's going to happen. So the cards don't diagnose. You can't diagnose with the cards. You know, if somebody comes in and says, do I have cancer? You never answer a question like that because, you know, the more you educate yourself, you can understand you could have cancer in your body at any given moment. Mm. You know, do I have a virus? Well, yeah, you do. We all have viruses in our body. Do yeah. I have microbes in my body? Well, yeah, you do. You know, will I attract love in my life? They were, they were, that's getting a little different. It's really looking at the, we can look at the cards. So let's pretend we've got, um, you know, just some uh, fake individual for the moment who says, will <laughs> I have love in my life? Now I'm going to do something that is very, very difficult. And that is a one card reading. Why is it difficult? Well, if you don't know your cards and have experience, you're going to read it very linearly, meaning you'll pick either the definition from the book, you might not know which one to pick, like there can be several, several adjectives describing the card, and you won't know which one to pick. So as you, you learn the cards more and more, which I'm not going to necessarily teach you here, it's a, it's a, it's a long process, but begin to show you um, what could happen if, let's say, I use Susie all the time as this um, unknown individual. So let's say, Susie's, let's say Susie's asking whether she's going to attract love in her life and the moon comes up. So the moon, I'm showing the moon card uh, to the, to the uh, group on YouTube and, and Instagram and for you in the podcast, uh, I'll just describe it to you. Um, 
It's number 18 in Roman numerals. And in this particular photo, there's moon, um, a ceramic moon on a dark background. It's a black and white photo. And it's got broken bits of, of uh, ceramic as well. So each card will give you a different quality, of course, but you do need to know what the moon means. Uh, in a reading, you need to know what it would mean in, uh, with an individual and you'd have to apply it to the question. And also, uh, let's say Susie is asking, will I attract love? So obviously from the question, the first thing we know is they don't have love. And also, what do they mean by love? So the moon already shows us there's a nebulousness to the question. Meaning, will I attract love in my life? Is very different from, will I have a relationship? Will I get married? But they, they're all, all those elements can be in the question, but we don't know which elements uh, Susie's talking about, right? So we're, we're very um, uh, general about our questions many times. So it does uh, encourage a new reader. And some, some readers that I know are, who are experienced, they will, they will listen to a question that is not clear, doesn't really state exactly what we want, what a person wants. Because if I want love in my life, does it mean I'd like to feel love? Does it mean I'd like to experience love? Do I want a loving family? Uh, maybe I've come out of a difficult family and do I want um, to have some love in my life, whether it's loving friends? We don't know what that person means mm. if they just ask that question. We can assume, will I have love in my life? Meaning, will I have someone who loves me? So I would ask the person to clear it up. But let's say... Um, you get the question by email or it's on your website or uh, it just comes in as I've stated it. Will I attract love? Well, it's, when you see the moon, it's already telling us there's a huge amount because the moon is feminine and the feminine is all about the unconscious. So already the question is not very conscious. We don't know exactly what Susie wants. So you're going to hear a lot about Susie, even though Susie's not real. It's almost like I formed this person <laughs> to be able to do this work. She's going to be my best friend, my new imaginary best friend. My, my new imaginary best friend who I'm trying to help out to get out of her unconscious <laughs> mind and to have, you know, some really nice questions for herself so she can actually likely feel loved, have a relationship, get into a relationship. Right. So, so oftentimes, you know, my experience is people who come in, will I have a relationship? Um, we already have a huge sense that they, um, yeah, let's put it this way. If you, if you know you want a relationship and it's right through your whole being, I find it it just draws the relationship in rather easily. Mm. So in, in my life, whenever I decided, oh, I want to be uh, on my own. I like to be do, exploring whatever I need to explore in my life, do my traveling. I'm on my own. And in the moment I felt like, oh, I want a relationship. It was very fast. Mm. Um, 
I'd say days. Uh, it, it wouldn't take much longer than days. Sometimes immediately. I'd say, oh, I want a relationship in that <laughs> night. Hello. I begin a really intense relationship. And to them specifically, you know, I almost married. Yeah. I was really close to, to marrying. And when I just wanted frivolous relationships, I attracted it. And I'm not saying everyone can do that, but it did uh, give me a, an awareness that when I closed the door, I closed the door. When I opened the door, I opened the door. But some people say their door is open, but it's not. Because mm. they would attract someone into their lives. Usually the mind starts saying, yeah, but there's no place to meet anyone. Um, uh, I don't know. What other excuses do you notice people come up with? Uh, oh, there, there, oh, there aren't any good men. They're, you know, just, yeah. There aren't any good man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, right? They, they, the 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 number of excuses we can come up with. So, when you see the moon, you know that a lot of that is going to take over someone's experience, right? Mm. The moment the moment you see this, uh, the moon coming up, you know there's all this unconscious influence. So, no matter how much a person will be adamant that they want a relationship, but they don't have one. And they're asking someone else when they would have one, clearly indicates that something is going on that is resisting a relationship, even if their conscious mind, they're literally saying out loud, I, but I want one. Hmm. You know, what's wrong with everybody or what's wrong with me? You know, the minute you hear what's wrong with everybody or what's wrong with me already dictates that you've got um, some doors closed. Yeah. If I already think um, something's wrong with people, well, I'm not going to be very open to relationships. Mm. If I think something's wrong with me, well, I've already closed the door. It's done. So the moon would indicate that that is the problem. Let me try another one so we can see. Well, I've tracked love in my life and we get, <laughs> it's not so far off. This one's judgment. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it doesn't go very far away because that means, well, that can mean several things. Um, the person could be judgy, right? Very judgy about things. So the way I've just described you know, oh, you know, all men are the same, or all women are the same, or I can't trust women, or the woman says I can't trust men. Well, yes, that would be judgment. That's really projection of one's own, let's say, experiences, which are not reality. Mm. You know, they don't necessarily, if I have an experience, a bad experience with men, that does not mean it's all men. If I have 50 experiences with men that are bad. Those are my experiences. Yeah. That's what I'm attracting. That's what my, now the other part of judgment is karma and rebirth. So that would be my karma. So, so when people say, oh, you know, I've dated all these guys and they're all the same. <clears throat> well, mm -hmm. you know, we don't often look that the common denominator is, us. is, is myself. Yeah right? Um, 
it took me a really long time to look at that for myself because I look back at, you know, all the men that I was serious with and they were lovely. Yeah. They were just lovely men, you know. Uh, they're still lovely men. And uh, I think, oh, wow, I never thought to think what a beautiful reflection of myself that would be. Mm. Oh, I love that. You yeah. know, you know, and, and even even attracting um, that doesn't mean I, I haven't dated, you know, jerky guys or stuff <laughs> like that. But that's dating. And, you know, I jump them the minute I go, oh, you know, you're just you're just mean or you're just nasty or you're just. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you don't know why you're you're attracted to someone or why you go out with someone at any particular time. But if it's a couple of weeks or, you know, four weeks of dating someone and then you go, OK, no, you're just you're just not nice. I, I don't get I don't I prefer not to be with somebody like you and you go off. Um but the, the man I stayed with, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about years. Um, they're, all, they're all beautiful. And the man I'm with now is absolutely wonderful. So you realize that's a reflection of yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be karmic as well, right? Karmic. So um, if somebody said, will I attract love in my life? There can be something karmic that they need to work through. Yeah. There can be too much judgment on their part from themselves. Usually they think it's other people judging them. But if the judgment card comes, well, if you start saying it's someone else, <clears throat> if you use my example, if I met nice men, then it's, it, you know, I've been with nice men. It's a reflection of me. Well, that's kind of nice. Mm. So when, it, when they're not nice, not in every circumstance, Right, none. It, it, you can meet nasty people, right? Just like the weather can change, yeah. And it can be bad weather, and you don't like it. Like some people don't like rainstorms, and other people like them. You know, that's different, right? You can meet some people, and you don't like them. You can meet someone, find them physically attractive, go out with them, and then after a while, you go, "Oh no, this isn't for me." You know, oftentimes sexuality doesn't determine preference. We can be sexually attracted to someone, but it doesn't determine preference. Mm. You know, that's that's different. You know, there there could be a strong genetic, uh, you know, scent to someone that you can make good, strong children. But it doesn't mean the person's experience in life and their personality and how they've um, you know, developed as a human being is what you prefer. Yeah. So that's always tricky for people. But I'm so attracted. You know, we're so, I, I, I am so glued to him. Yeah, you are, but he's a jerk. So, <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about what a, just because you're attracted to someone does not necessarily mean um, they're good for you. Yeah. Right. That's, you know, I'm I'm old now, 61 years old, right? I'm the crone and I can tell you sexuality, sexual attraction, it, it does not necessarily uh, mean it makes a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're, when we're young, we can get very possessed uh, by sexuality. I mean, those hormones running through the body. And then later on, we wonder why we made those choices. Well, you just don't remember how strong those those hormones were Mm. so that's a different thing altogether um let's try another one 
This will be fun to do this. So here's seven of seven of swords. Oh. So seven of swords, again, it tells us something a little bit different. So um, will I attract love in my life? Asks Susie. And it would be, well, Susie, your mind is overactive and needs a rest. Mm. So again, we're, it, the cards are alluding to, to judgments. They're alluding to the unconscious as well. Because resting the mind isn't something we necessarily can do. Yeah. Right? How many, how many people do meditation and say, I find it so hard because I'm trying to stop my thoughts. Well, we can't. Um, thoughts are thoughts. They'll continue moving. It's really our involvement with those thoughts. And we learn to, yeah, I can see my thoughts. They're moving around. I don't need to stop them. I'm just here while I see my thoughts. Mm. I mean, awareness. So that would be a powerful uh, tool for Susie to use to be able to see that, you know, her thoughts actually are a barricade. And if you saw this card, the swords actually cross each other like a, like a barricade, uh, telling us that, well, your thinking is in the way. Mm. So if you meet someone, you really like them, you start to have, you know, terrible thoughts about yourself, well, you're not going to be able to attract someone. Or you see someone, you're attracted to them, they're not attracted to you which can happen mm. and you take it personally and you're obsessed by that person. I mean, there's so many different ways we can go about it. Of course, we're using single cards here. Yeah. And just saying, okay, so here's Susie. This, so far with these three cards, the description of Susie would be, she's extremely judgmental. She has a ton of thoughts. Her unconscious is impacting her and she's constantly thinking about, you know, how am I going to get a relationship? What do I do to get a relationship? How do I change myself to get a relationship? Maybe I need to lose weight. Maybe I need to have a boob job. Maybe I need to have a <laughs> nose job. Maybe I need to do this, that, and the other thing. And all of that is like a cloud. And, you know, we know that swords represents air, but we also know that it's also very piercing, mm. right? So the, the mind is cutting. We say someone has a cutting wit, a sharp mind. It can chop someone. So you can chop yourself and chop the other. So when somebody is very chopping in their mind, mm. you know, let's say sarcastic, uh, sarcastic quips, especially coming from females, yep. you know, when females are sarcastic, um, it really repels males. You know, it's just, and it's a perfect repelling device. You want to repel a man, be sarcastic, mm. you know, unless he's, he's masochistic or likes, you know, likes to be hurt. But sarcasm, um, you know, terrible comments, they they will immediately it's almost like a perfect way to create impotence in the male uh, that's my view because it's almost like castrating mm. the male right and also what's interesting is that you know uh, throughout history or uh, naturally men want to make women laugh yes and women making men laugh uh, it's not so, they don't really care about that. Mm. Men don't really, um, it's not part of the mating game. 
it's, you know, that someone can be funny and you could laugh at a woman who is funny. There are plenty of comedians out there who are hysterical and men laugh their, their heads off. But when it comes to I'm attracting love, um, making jokes isn't necessarily uh, what's going to um, attract a man. Yeah. It's, it's what he needs to do to uh, make the woman smile. And that means, okay, she's attracted. She's, she's into me. But her making him laugh, it doesn't do anything. Mm. All my jokes right? are wasted. Yeah. <laughs> On men, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're, they're wasted uh, for certain. You know, uh, quips. Uh, and, but especially when they become, you don't do that, but if they become biting or sarcastic mm. or, you know, very cutting, it, it can turn a man off so, so, so quickly. Um, I don't see Susie's character doing that so far with these cards. Mm. She's more in her head, cutting herself, let's say, more in her head, judging herself. And then it gets reflected back to her from others. So if a man, if she gets all dressed up and a man doesn't respond, it's going to reflect back into Susie's head and she's going to go, oh my God, he doesn't like my dress or he, uh, maybe I look too fat, maybe... Uh, maybe something is uh, is out of place or, you know, that's what she'll do immediately. That's the sense I get. Not that someone who's, who's sarcastic and uses sarcasm or quips or, you know, cutting remarks, they're doing the same thing, but it comes out of them, mm. which is different, which is quite different. And then there's, it has nothing to do with this reading, these three cards. Uh, but if you got let's say a cups upside down, mm. that would be very different. That would be that she's emotionally kind of dripping all over the place. Now, what's fascinating by emotionally dripping all over the place, if we pulled out an entire reading and she's emotionally dripping, but she does meet someone or attract someone, mm. that means she's attracted the savior. Right. So, so I've seen this really often where <clears throat> the woman does, you know, like have problems, is, you know, always in trouble, always, you know, melodramatic. She can attract someone who's going to save her. It happens very often. Uh, but the problem with that is, is if this gal doesn't grow up, uh, usually at some point, it could take 10 years, it could take take a year, it could take months, it could take 10 years, 15 years, but he will one day get fed up mm. of saving her. Mm. So that's an interesting, you know, point. So you could say, well, she's dripping all over the place. She's got these emotional issues, uh, but she will attract someone. The problem is if, is if you look further into the future, um, you know, especially I don't, tell them those things necessarily unless they say, will I ever get divorced? Then I would look and see and say, yeah, you will. Mm. Um, and then if they ask why, say, well, you have this particular issue. It's how you attract men. You get into your drama. So it's a safety place for you. Mm. It keeps you safe to uh, be emotional and get into drama. And it's really hard for someone to recognize their drama. And then they'll go off and um, 
find the guy, but eventually he will be able to, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. You never know when that moment will come. Yeah. When will you break this guy's back? I've seen it happen within weeks where, uh, you know, a woman will say, am I going to meet someone? And how long will it last? So I'll say, well, you're going to meet someone, but it's only going to last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks. Why? Uh, well, because, you know, your drama is going to break his back. I'm not dramatic. <laughs> like, okay, well, what can I do with that? I'm reading a deck of yeah. cards and you don't see your own drama. And what's interesting is they come back. Mm. And when they come back, they go, you know, it actually happened. Or another situation was a gal. I described this gal's future relationship and that after a year would break up. And she said, I think you're wrong. I think you're reading the past. And I went, okay, I don't really read the past. It's not necessary. I know, you know, I use a card to tell me approximately, you know, where they're coming from mm -hmm. and if the card has resolved something or whether they're still going to deal with it in the future. So I looked at the card and just saw emotionally she hadn't dealt with certain things. She hadn't, you know, kind of matured. It's really about growing up. Right? It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to become an adult. And some people don't become an adult for a lifetime. You can be 80 and still not an adult. Yeah. So, so I, I look and see, and I go, well, um, my assessment of this reading would be I'm not reading the past. You already did this in the past, and you will do it again. And she said, oh, no way. I won't do it again. <laughs> and, you know, a few months, I think it was, it was like this time, maybe April, and then she came back in October and said, oh, my God, I did it again. Yeah. So since you were able to see that, can you help me out? And I said, I can help you out, but it's pretty tough to hear, you know, what your, your problems are. So, um, you know, many times in tarot, I even have a, a friend who always said to me, you could open a practice just being someone's mirror. Mm -hmm. They could walk in and yeah. you could just mirror them. And the moment you mirror them, that it'll just break them down and it'll break down their defenses and they would be, you know, already starting their healing process. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's quite something uh, to just have a practice like that. But I often do do that yeah. when someone says, you know, what is going on? Well, let me let me tell you exactly how I see you. And usually I have some cards in front of me that really support and anchor me. And I go ahead and almost become them. And I go through it. And then all of a sudden I stop and I feel, oh, did I go too far? Was that too much? And they just turn around with wide eyes and they'll say, that's exactly what I do. Mm. Like, well, Time to begin. So let's let's ask the cards. What are things you can do? What are areas you can look at? You know, type maybe types of treatments or exercises you can do when you go go home. I mean, you know, with uh, someone in, with all my experience, I've got a ton of tools in my toolbox, and if I don't, I can intuit where we should go online. You know, and see uh, what we could bring up for the person. So that's kind of fun too. Yeah. So those are, those are just the uh, little ideas for the reader to begin to understand um, that you need to be very precise about your question, even, 
if you just answer, will I find love in my life? If a person even finds a relationship and never ever loves themselves, never feels love, then, you know, the cards might say you'll never find love, mm. but they'll find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah. So it's fascinating. You do need to be very precise. So that's the first, um, let's say assumption that we make is that the question is accurate. You know, some people will ask me yes, no questions in their heads. Mm. Um, and then I hear, you know, as soon as they say yes or no, I get the sense of, uh oh, you didn't ask the question. So I'll, I'll just write them back. I have no idea what the question is. And I rephrase the question, make sure you have no shoulds in there mm. or, or have tos. You know, what will I do? Or not will, what will I do? If it's yes or no, it would be, will I? Um, if it's when, uh, it's not going to be yes or no. It's just got to be something that's a yes or yes or yeah. no. Will this project work out is basically a yes or no. Um, but if it's uh, should I, uh, I definitely get the feeling that something's off there. Um, and if you do answer it, mm. uh, it could fail because the cards really don't like should I. Because mm. should I... Um, you know, date this guy. And the cards go, okay, go date him. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, it could be part of your karma that you need to go out with this real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's worse? So th these should questions can be very dangerous in the tarot because we don't know your karma. Yeah. Well, it, so to me, it always feels like you're giving your power away. It is. Clearly. Mm. You're, you're saying that some a deck of cards and a reader yeah. know what's best for you. And you assume, but yeah, you do give your power away. That's one thing. But the one I'm more, um, that impacts me more personally. Mm. Yes, you do give your power away asking someone what you should do. But the problem is, it could be really bad because usually people say, should I do this? with the idea that it's going to be a good thing mm. for them. But the cards don't care about what's good or bad for you. Yeah. The cards are only looking at, oh, if you go and fall down that hole, then you will have a realization in your life. It will shift the mess you're in. But you will fall down the hole and maybe break both legs. Yay. <laughs> you know so so not only giving the, our power away but the second part is you don't know how dangerous your question is mm. it's so dangerous even um you know i what is in my greatest and highest good well that's another crazy question because mm. if i go to my greatest and highest good uh, I better be ready for what's going to come to me because my greatest and highest good could be this big pie in the face. Yeah. Because it's going to wake me up because I don't know what the universe wants. Right. The universe might want me to stop being such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Or the universe. Might, let's keep it simple. Yeah. The universe might go, you want to give your power away? Well, what's in your greatest and highest good is to stop giving your power away. So we're going to give you such a, um, we're going to tell you 
yes, go ahead and do this when it's going to make a big mess out of your life. And that's going to get you to go, I'm not giving my power away again. Mm. So yeah, to be really cautious of, of those questions. Now, you know, ethically as a tarot reader, that's what I, um, I help people see is that these nebulous uh, questions are, are more dangerous uh, than you think they are. So keep it simple, you know, use your intellect. Will I? And of course we can't predict the future. We're only predicting probabilities. Yeah. So we can look at what the greatest probability is. I, I like to give like a, a general percentage. So if somebody says, will I get accepted to this university? I can look and see whether it's a 90% acceptance rate, 95, or is it down to 50 or 40? Mm. Or any any number in between. Yeah, I look at that. So we'll continue this because we're going to get into too much, and I want to keep it nice <laughs> and precise. And I'd like people to ask questions. Yeah. You can ask questions, uh, you know, and we'll also critique your questions. Make sure they're they're good questions. I will change your question if it is, you know, should I or I'll, I'll just make sure we're talking about that so that you're asking a clear question and we're looking at the probabilities. So we'll have some fun with that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you, Eloise, and thank you everyone in podcast land. <laughs> Please like and share. And everyone uh, in YouTube and Instagram, uh, Please like and share our videos. Yeah. Thank you and have a great week. We'll see you next yeah, week. Take care. Bye. Bye.